sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz and I'm your pop culture and sports nerd, Ali. I am Ali, your classic nerd, and I'm very excited that we get to have back on a fan favorite, Hannah. Welcome back. Uh, Hi. I've decided I'm your Gen Zennial correspondent. At this <laughs> yes, point. you're our Gen Zennial correspondent. You're our youth. You know what's funny, too, is uh, that's literally the comments we got when uh, you were on last. <laughs> like, wow, a breath of fresh air. <laughs> These wow. two old, old nerds had someone young to speak to. Wow. Comments. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, compliments. Comments about myself. That's a, a little bit of a, you know, to puff you up. Let they you know said that our, our fans liked you. They did. They did. More than they like me. But that's, that's not saying not much. Saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that isn't saying much at all. Yeah, so true. we brought you on here mostly because we wanted to talk about someone who has at least some experience with uh, social media and TikTok. Because let's be real. I have no fucking clue. And Diz is just a creeper. What? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's rude, bro. This is, this is a rule I have. And please, Hannah, agree with me or disagree with me. If you're 30 or older... You shouldn't be on TikTok. It's not so much that you shouldn't be, but it stands out. Um, and I I don't want to diss any other 30-year-olds, but I think diss specifically. <laughs> well, it's just up. like the age, the, the, the age of the people that are actually on TikTok are way too young. Right? It's like sometimes a, a video makes its way over onto Twitter and it's like some girl twerking or some shit like that or doing something. And then someone has to point out, by the way, she's 14. Oh, Listen, yeah. Man. I'm not fucking like, on Twitter following, following Charlie D'Amelio or whatever oh, yeah, the yeah, fuck that was her the thing. name is. Like Charlie D- Remember when Charlie D'Amelio or whatever the fuck her name was, like, trended? And people had to point out, I was like, hey, this girl is 15 years old. Like, calm yourself, you old weirdos on Twitter. Bro. Um, I, yeah. Listen, millennial TikTok is a thing. It's a bunch of sad, lonely alcoholics. Harry Potter obsessed. Yeah, that are making videos about how they're depressed and how they drink all the time and how they can't keep up with the youths. See, that's your algorithm really working for you. It is. That's the real real threat there. He's like, millennial TikTok is a thing. That's just you, bud. That's true. Well, the reason we wanted to talk about TikTok, though, is because it is in the news. So uh, Donald Trump, in his usual fashion, has decided that he's going to unilaterally ban TikTok and, in fact, has gone so far as to sign an executive order that uh, says in 45 days this platform is going to be banned unless it sells to an American company. Now, the legalities of this are all kind of funky. You know, the president just kind of unilaterally deciding things about companies is weird, right? So we're not going to get into the details of it, but it has raised serious questions like, is TikTok a threat? Why is there this fixation on TikTok? We've talked about, like our last episode with Noura, we mentioned how the TikTok activism coincided with K-pop activism to fuck over Donald Trump's rally. So there's like a theory that this is mostly uh, a petty revenge thing. That because TikTok organized to screw him over, now he's decided to cut you know, cut it at its knees, using national security as as a you know justification for it. But there are genuine, like, also people out there who talk about the sort of national security concerns or or just plain privacy concerns of TikTok. The only thing is, I'm not sure that's unique to TikTok. So, 
so here's the thing, right? I asked this because I'm in a I'm in a lot of fucking group chats, right? Yeah. Like, right, like too many to fucking count. So Mr. I asked popular this over, over here. Yeah. It's man. all the same people, man. Brag. Real group, same group chat guy over here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in a lot of group chats, okay? So anyways, I asked one of my group chats. It's a bunch of uh, millennials and somewhat they're we're cl- some of my friends are closer to Gen X, you know? So they're millennials with like closer to Gen X than, than they are to so Zoomers. Which group chats are you? Co- you're not calling me Gen X, are you? No, no, no. The, okay, like, some of my friends are older than you, right? Okay, that I'm good. in the group chats with, right? And I asked them because they were like, yeah, bro, they're spying on you. And I'm like, yeah, well, so is Facebook. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, but at least Facebook's a U.S. company spying on me, right? It's not a Chinese I, company. I hate that argument. Can I just yeah. point out? It's like, at least it's an American company spying on you. <laughs> a U.S. company spying on me is a bigger threat than a foreign company spying yep. on me. Yep, like, what is, what's China going to do to me, right? I don't know, like, bro. Great, whatever, I could, I could care less. It's fucked, don't get me wrong. There's all sorts yeah. of fucked up things about it's China. It's just going to be targeted wish ads. Like, that's, yeah. All, yeah. that's all it could be. Yeah. But Facebook monitoring me yeah. has access to all types of shit, and yep. they could potentially hand it over to the wrong people. Yep, yep. This is my thing. I hate that argument. You're, the argument of, oh, it's just an American company. Because those American companies are far more dangerous than any other and i don't think it quite gets to the problem if you're going to make an argument about privacy and security and whatnot there's a fair one to be made there is and not as a as like a semi tinfoil hat wearing person i hate the fact that these platforms are invading our privacy i do think that there is a conversation to be had about the way in which we've all really willingly accepted the erosion of privacy we would mm. just have, right? It's like we've just accepted that we're constantly going to be listened to, we're constantly going to be spied on. I've and I've I've said this, I've explained this before, where I looked up one statue. Uh, it was a as an angel statue on Amazon, and I didn't even buy it. For the next six months, everywhere I went on the internet, it was that fucking statue. And it's like a mild inconvenience, but that's annoying, right? Like that, no, they should not be tracking me to that degree or when i bought my mom's shoes for mother's day mm-hmm. right for the next three months nothing but high heel ads everywhere i went that's like a minor case example of it but then there's also like re- like data mining that's happening uh the way in which for example it knows what religion you are every time i go on youtube it automatically gives me a uh, MuslimSingles.com and shit. It's like, <laughs> you know, like it knows, it's, bro. It's, it immediately Sign. does shit like that. It's fucked up, right? That there's a conversation to be had, and the the fact that we opt into it, right? Because none of this is Big Brother. This is your creepy cousin that you agreed to give all your private data to. This bro, is they, the reality of it. They listen to you, right? Because yeah. like, my targeted ads are cologne. So I get a shit ton of cologne ads, and then every now and then when I'm, like, talking shit about, like, my bald friends, I get fucking hair replacement surgery ads. Wow. <laughs> so it's like, like, what the fuck, man? Are they That's trying to karma. tell me something? <laughs> yeah. That's karma. I get, like, I got, like, a Bosley ad earlier today. I'm like, god damn it. <laughs> like, this is why I think, like, the argument of, like, TikTok being uniquely harmful in that way is bullshit. Right? It's like, there's nothing that TikTok is doing that Facebook isn't doing even more of. Or Twitter or Instagram, right? I don't even know what the fuck Snapchat is doing. Let's be real. I have no clue. Selling your nudes, bro. But but the reality is that there is nothing unique there. But what I do find fascinating is this kind of weird xenophobia associated with it, right? It's like, 
oh, TikTok's bad because it's a Chinese company. Mm. It's like this new weird red scare shit, right? And of course, naturally, it's always old folks talking about young folks because TikTok's age demographic is younger, right? Why aren't we having these same conversations about all the fucking boomers on Facebook? Yeah, it's true. Right? No, because they don't know how to use TikTok, for one. And um, I think the biggest thing is, bro, like, let's be real, all right? TikTok has, like, I know you may not like it, Ali, but there's a lot of good in TikTok, all right? Forget all the fucking weird dancing and shit. And, yeah. like, uh, there's a lot of information that I found from TikTok, right? Like, I learned uh, more about indigenous causes via TikTok because... Um, because of my algorithm, right? Like I was clicking like on a lot of black lives matter stuff and like, uh, pride stuff. When you do that, it links you to other things that are like associated with it. So I learned a lot about indigenous rights, right? And like what's been going on with the indigenous communities in the country. And then I also get a lot of like, I'm on fucking super liberal TikTok as well too. Cause I learned how to fucking troll Donald Trump as much as possible. And well, I think here's, that's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So there's, there's two components of this that I think are an issue. One, the algorithm is a problem in of itself, right? People have talked about how addictive TikTok's algorithm is, right? And I don't think that's unique to TikTok. I think that's the result of the endless scroll, right? If you can scroll anything, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, or uh, TikTok, endlessly, if you could just mm -hmm. keep doing that, that is a problem, right? It's the, it has the same effect of the TV couch potato, right? It's uh -huh. a way of creating apathy. It's a way of kind of... And that's not any individual's fault. That's the system's fault. The system wants you to be apathetic. Yes. The system wants you to be inactive. So long as you're inactive, you're not a threat. My issue here is, and this is, again, not unique to TikTok. Twitter is the exact same thing. Is that There are some nuggets of good information, but you have to wade through all sorts of crap to get to it. And sometimes what you think is good information is actually really bad information that's just phrased really well. So like we see, a tick, I see a bunch of these TikToks that put out like history claims or they put out and you're like, oh, that's not accurate. But then they rake up like 100,000 views or a million views. This is the same thing on Twitter, right? I'll never forget the, there was this DJ, literally a DJ who talked about how the coronavirus wasn't as deadly as the flu, but we were freaking out, and it had over 100,000 retweets. Mm -hmm. The very next tweet was an actual virologist expert who was talking about, like, real, like, things that you needed to know about the coronavirus, and he had, like, less than 100 retweets, right? It's like, that's the problem, and TikTok is the same thing. It's like, it sensationalizes a particular type of information and so it's not you're not always getting good information so i don't i don't there's like yeah. yeah great there's new networks of information and i think that's great as a person who uses social media to to like educate i think it's a good thing but i don't think that outweighs all the harm i don't know man i think the implied harm right the because for me I can spend fucking hours on YouTube, you know, like going down a stream on yeah, there. Yeah, this isn't unique to social media. I yeah. think this is all of them have this so, component. So I think the the issue, right, let's be, I, like, I want to be completely frank. I think the issue isn't the the time wasting or, like, the algorithm that, that makes fucking Donald Trump want to ban TikTok. It's because a fucking 
army of K-pop stands and Gen Zers mobilized against him on TikTok. So I don't, I don't actually care about Donald Trump's reasoning because we know he, he's arguing in bad faith. But I'm saying there is a larger societal conversation we should be having about TikTok. And, I, and are you on TikTok, Hannah? I know you're on Instagram and, and Twitter. I have TikTok downloaded. Um, I did make an account, but I never sign into it. I never use it. I just, I just scroll through TikTok to see what the most popular videos are. And I don't like or interact with any of the videos because I don't want an algorithm specific to me. I just kind of want to get a taste of everything that's on there. Oh, that's clever. But you know, if you watch a video more than like once or twice, the algorithm picks that up and starts giving you more like that too. Do you think I have the attention span to watch a one minute video <laughs> twice? I don't know, man. That's so. the big difference between TikTok and Vine, right? It's like the videos are longer. Yeah, Vine was six seconds, I believe. Six or seven seconds. Okay. Yeah. And this is what, one minute? Yeah, yeah, up to a minute. Up to a minute. Yeah. The other thing I think is fascinating, and again, this isn't unique to, to TikTok, but, and you guys can disagree with me on this, is the way that social media presents itself or, or markets, it, markets itself as a sort of radically free space. It's like uniquely democratic, right? Anybody could be a Twitter person. Anyone could be an Instagram star, etc. And all sorts of creativity is encouraged. But in reality, what you end up seeing is a sort of consolidation that happens. Like one of the things that I always find fascinating is that there's the same five fucking songs on TikTok over and over and over and over and over again. I mean, people, I have friends who uh, work in the music industry that talk about the fact that TikTok has been like super disruptive to the music industry. Because uh, what trends on TikTok will then become, will shoot to number one on Spotify, on whatever chart. Apple Music. Yeah, it's true. And I've seen that. So a lot of indie artists, though, have yeah. been using that to like get popular. It's true. It does. It, what I think social media does, and I think this is where I think the good effect is, is it destabilizes the gatekeepers. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like traditionally, if you wanted to become famous, you had to go through those gatekeepers of Hollywood or, or what is the equivalent of Hollywood for music? Just L.A.? The LA it's the same thing, dude. It's Hollywood. But whatever. You have to go through those same... I think social media does away with this. I think the first example of it was Justin Bieber, right? Mm-hmm. He's a was a YouTube sensation or sure. something like that. And then he became famous from there. The only problem is that that's, that's like only one effect, and it's a bit of an illusion because it's still the same class of people. Like, if you want to become famous on YouTube or Twitter or, you know... Instagram or fucking TikTok, you still kind of have to be a white, sort of good-looking yeah. dude or girl. Well, I mean, let's be real. The top three or three of the top TikTokers, I don't know if they're like the biggest TikTokers right now, but I think they are, at least in the U.S. It's uh, Addison Ray. I don't like, have any idea what that Addison is. Ray is like this little like 19-year-old girl who's just does dance videos on TikTok, okay. right? Her, and then it's Charlie D'Amelia, um, 15-year-old, 16-year-old, rich little white girl who fucking does dances on TikTok, and they become viral. And then David Dobrik. David Dobrik was a former YouTuber who's he's now... He's from Vine, actually. He's from, he's from Vine? Vine, yeah, that's oh. right. He's from Vine originally. Oh, okay. So I guess he went from Vine to YouTube, and then from YouTube, now he's on TikTok. And, like, their fucking videos get, like, millions of views, like... When I say million, like 10 to 15 million views per video ah. of them doing like the dumbest things. So do you all know the story of Charlie D'Amelio? I don't uh, know who those first two people you 
are at all. But Ali David does. Dobrik, you know. I think he's because he's like, like an unproblematic, everyone kind of loves him. I just know him figure, from right? Vine, which really... <laughs> Which really makes me a millennial more than a Gen Z. <laughs> it does a little bit. You kind of gave away your millennial creds there. That's why I call myself a Gen Zennial. A uh, Gen Zennial or a millennial Gen Z cusp, if we're, we're going to use the internet lingo. Um, the, so the, there's, the Charlie D'Amelio thing is quite fascinating to me. I read an article about it. So she's kind of just showed up at one point and be, cap, captured TikTok by storm because she does these dancing videos. Mm-hmm. What uh, people don't realize is that uh, her popularity was entirely manufactured by TikTok's algorithm, not deliberately. Like no one was sitting there manipulating. It was just the algorithm did it itself. So she was dancing to a popular song that was already trending. Mm-hmm. So that brought her onto the For You page. And when she was brought onto the For You page, that had a guys like it. And then that brought her even more onto the For You page. So she became the sort of internet's crush. All these little tweens and, and young guys really liked this 15-year-old girl. But they didn't realize that her attractive, quote-unquote, attractiveness was really a product of the algorithm. Of simply seeing her over and over and over and over again on your For You page. There's nothing overly creative in what she did. There's nothing overly, you know, groundbreaking. But ticked all the right boxes one she was already sort of a middle class had a nice background a nice house her father was already famous he was a republican candidate that had been running so there was already a a internet connection there Uh, then she was using the trending tiktok music it was relatively innocuous and non-controversial and so it was all ticked all these kind of boxes and therefore her popularity was literally a manufacturing of the of the algorithm the algorithm just kind of went oh yeah she's she's your uh, yogurt right bland but you know people like it and it worked before yeah. we realize it she's getting millions and millions and millions of views and that's the thing that fascinates me is like yeah as egalitarian as social media can potentially be in actuality it's not as much now I'm, we've talked about this with youtube right it's like the top 10 youtubers are all like white people straight white people like the only real difference on youtube is that youtube's a little bit more open to lgbtq people right Mm -hmm. it's got a little bit more flexibility whereas we know that in tiktok uh they suppress trans figures fat people uh anyone who's may not be too attractive or poor etc it's literally part of their policy you know, to protect them from harassment, but those are the voices that actually get suppressed. That's, you know, that tells you something. Yeah, great. You've got all the opportunities in the world. Yeah, it's better than it used to be from Hollywood. But is it? Uh, not so sure. I mean, I think that's like the, that's the, the, the catching, or not the cat, that's the, that's the thing that like gets you on there, right? So people who make TikToks, like, um, that's the promise. Yeah, right? So like, uh, I have friends who've gotten super, like, one of their videos got, like, super popular on TikTok. And it was the dumbest thing. Like, one of my friends, reco- like, she came home and saw, like, her little cousins and stuff in their basement just, like, listening to music. All of them were just, like, laying down listening to, like, an album. And she walked down the stairs and recorded them and put, like, a little filter with, like, these lights and said, should I be worried? And her fucking, she got, like, seven million views on tiktok off of it right shouldn't become anything from it but like it's the but promise that's addicting right yeah it's the promise that anyone can like you know like they post this little thing uh 
my my other little cousin posted a video of her changing her hair on like her hair color through a filter on the app right and like she's like 16 17 years old and she got like but that, that refers to something very specific in internet culture right clout chasing yeah clout chasing right? whereas like the the, the the dopamine drip you get mm-hmm. right can't can't hear it but i'm slapping my wrist here with two fingers uh, isn't that the isn't that the uh, like the heroin heron her- yeah the heron symbol right yeah. you slap your Right, it's like the dopamine drip. You get like the immediate rush of like all of a sudden millions of people are watching you or whatnot, and then you keep wanting to chase that, right? And mm-hmm. so that does it. There's a sort of behavior forming component to it, and again, that's not unique to TikTok. We saw that with fucking Vine, right? Remember the the hysteria, Dana? <laughs> maybe you can remember this. The hysteria of like uh, news reports where we're talking about people are getting injured doing vines. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> People have broken their legs. Vine is dangerous. What was that stupid trend? Uh, the ice, the ice something challenge. I uh, wait. Are you talking about? You're not talking about like the ice bucket challenge. Not the ice bucket. There was one where like people were getting burned, like salt and ice or some shit like that. It's like they're. They no, I remember salt. the cinnamon challenge where they'd try there to. There was a cinnamon challenge. There I was remember another that. one where like they put salt on ice and it burned them because salt somehow makes it more intense or some shit like that. It's like. Breaking news. Children are in the hospital with <laughs> ice burns. You're like, what? It's like all this hysteria about, about Vine and like people doing stupid shit in order to go viral. But I'm like, people have been doing stupid shit since we've had like news. Bro, <laughs> planking was a thing. Planking was a thing. Um, our generation had planking. I think planking was pre-Vine though. I remember yeah, people It was definitely no, pre-Vine. pre-Vine. It was the YouTube era. Yeah, it was. There was, there was never a video of you getting tased. There, yeah, but that was in 2007. Can you uh, send that to me? It's, uh, it's, I don't have it anymore. It was on my Facebook. Yeah, research for scientific It was on my Facebook, but I can't find it. It was um, my cousin Hawa tased me at my grandma's house. All right, I'll find it. Yeah, You I, deserved it. But I, don't know, I just want to see how the taser felt. And like, yeah, but see, like, people have been doing stupid shit forever, so I'm not sure that social media is unique, a unique problem here yeah clout chasing is real but that's just a new iteration of what people have been doing for fucking centuries uh, but you know here's the thing right the thing with tiktok is it brings out the ugly in a lot of people right that i'll, I'll give you that right so does yeah. instagram so does twitter so does all that stuff but with at least with like twitter and instagram you could be ugly and famous on twitter yeah no but i'm not talking about the ugly and like actual oh, looking like, ugly. actual just yeah. being just monsters in the comments yeah right no yeah, forget, twitter forget the comments people, people are mean on twitter yeah people are mean on but the thing about twitter is there's the anonymity of like you could put like some fucking avi and be whatever the fuck you want to be right true whereas on tiktok like uh i saw a tiktok ye- uh, yesterday right um so we're afghan american and um there's a big ethnic divide in the afghan community right where uh one like group one ethnic group of afghans uh, is mistreated they're fucking been killed and like beaten and abused for centuries in afghanistan so some girl made like a post where it like it was a video of her saying when you're muslim and afghan and he's muslim and afghan but he's and then like they put like the little eyes or like slant eyes like to say like oh, when you're oh, no. yeah. oh, and, and your family wants someone with like round eyes yeah oh, and like shit. it was so 
Mind so you. To clear, just to clarify real briefly so what people might not understand, there's an ethnic minority group within, and minority is not the accurate word because Afghanistan is made up of all minorities, mm-hmm. but there's, a, there's an ethnic group within Afghanistan that is deeply persecuted and often culturally and socially targeted known as the Hazaras who are accused of being quote-unquote foreign or having uh, quote mongoloid features of being of mongol descent so that's where that uh racist slant eyes yeah uh emoji thing is. oh my god dude and like okay mind you like this is like probably like some 15 16 year old girl that's doing this shit too by the way right but it's like she's talking about marriage though at 16 no she's she was like she was making like a joke about it oh, right gotcha, and it's like gotcha. the extent that people try to like be funny on tiktok Right. And they'll use like super racist, like, like things on there. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that was my experience. I didn't, I'm not on TikTok, but the few, few times that I saw, I just went, this is Vine, but more racist and homophobic and misogynist. Oh, yeah. There's, there's super misogynist TikToks, by the way, too, man. Like, they, all I kept, I saw like a bunch of TikToks about ki- like women in kitchens and stuff like jokes about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't just, see those um, on TikTok at all. Like I said, I try not to interact with videos. So I think mm. it's, it's I'm glad that I'm not seeing those come up on the for you yeah. page as someone who's who's not on there with an account. Yeah. Um, but from what I hear, if you interact or like one video with kind of like a slightly edgy or dark humor, your whole for you page algorithm gets screwed. You start seeing oh, wow. um, basically white supremacists coming mm-hmm. up yeah, from that, what I hear. That's the other thing. I mean, t- Twitter is a YouTube. Fucking, yeah, it's it's a, it's a cesspool of them, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't. Your algorithm on Twitter isn't going to show you a bunch of white supremacists until other your followers start interact or you, the people you follow interact with them, mm-hmm. right? But that's the thing about TikTok is that you will get exposed to all sorts of like there was that guy who was like a um a w- openly white supremacist on TikTok. And he was basically making TikToks where he was going on Omegle and saying like super racist shit. Uh, and he got caught. Uh, he only got and he's been doing it for like months and months. And it only became an issue because it finally leaked on Twitter. Like his last one was he went on Omegle and the little the kid that he was on Omegle with was like a 10 year old black boy. And he said all sorts of racist things to this kid. And this kid was just frozen, horrified. And that's when Twitter picked up on it. And when Twitter picks up on something, that's when you know. You're losing it's your either, job. Yeah, either you're losing your job or you're going to become famous for like 15 seconds, right? It's like mm-hmm. one or the other. And so like, that's the thing that fascinates me about TikTok is there is this other component to it where it does really breed these people and allow it. And again, they exist on Twitter too, but they're like in the underbelly of Twitter. When they rear their head, Twitter kind of mobs them, right? And they get mass reported and banned pretty quickly. Not as quickly as it should. But th- that, that's a good point. That ugly side is interesting. I joke that on Twitter, there's only three ways of becoming famous. You have to be either really good looking, right? Really funny, uh, or really smart. Whereas it seems like that's not the case with TikTok. It's way more random, right? You could do kind of anything and become famous or get the views or the likes. There doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason to it that I can quite wrap my head around, which is why there is this sort of breeding ground for this ugly side of the internet. You know, 16-year-old boys who think it's edgy to say the N-word. Yeah. I think, 
I think, sorry to interrupt. I think the algorithm kind of contributes to that, though. Because mm. if you're someone that doesn't like that kind of humor, that's more into, you know, um, wholesome or quote-unquote woke content, that's what you're going to be exposed to. So you're not going to, so whereas on Twitter, you can be like, hey, look at this asshole, and everyone mobs them, as you said. Yeah. That person that's going to call someone out isn't even going to be exposed to um, uh, the, you know, garbage so content. You, because would you say they're, that they're in different TikTok world. creates more silos than Twitter does? Possibly. Interesting. See, I would never have thought of that, but that makes sense in my mind. It does make If the algorithm is that advanced, that it, it responds dynamically to what you like and what you're viewing, then you're never going to see that other side, and that side can kind of thrive almost. It can do its own thing because it's never truly being exposed. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I had not I don't because I don't I don't see like um God, racist TikTok at all, right? Cuz most of the stuff that like a lot of the stuff that I like were like, you know, like the, a lot of like black creators and black lives yeah. matter stuff. So I don't get that. So that, in that this way the, the the algorithm is actually almost contra- like not because it's deliberately being racist, which yeah. is I mean, it's unintentionally racist, but that's Yeah. cuz no no algorithm is neutral. Mm-hmm. But that's fascinating cuz it's mar- it's a marketing tactic, right? Mm-hmm. We want so and so to keep watching. We want them to just watch videos that they like. We want this to be almost predictive, right? To predict yeah. what their behaviors are. And so it it almost creates almost like a, like a firewall for that. That's Wow. Yeah, my mind kind of got blown a little bit there because like I hadn't considered that the algorithm would actually be protecting it. Yeah. Because the other is true. like the algorithm sensationalizing it, rewarding bad content. Because we see that on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. It's like edgy humor gets rewarded on Twitter. Not always, like the racists get called out, but edgy stuff, like someone says something that's sensationalist and you're like, okay, you know, that's bullshit. But Twitter rewards that. It goes, oh, let's give this more views, more likes or whatnot. Or put it on the uh, explore page or whatnot, but I hadn't considered that it would actually could even even create like almost silos. That is really fascinating. There's this algorithm. Other... Go on. No, no, go ahead. go ahead. I think the algorithm algorithm is what makes um, TikTok so unique, and I think that's yeah. why the government is, has such a vested interest in it. Um, yeah. Because what people are saying, I know originally people were saying things like, like it drove me crazy the other day to see that article saying. I forgot her name. It's Sarah Cooper, I think, how she does those Trump oh, yeah, yeah, lip syncing videos. Im, imp, yeah, the impersonation. Just thing, the yeah. suggestion that she's the reason why there's this TikTok oh, ban coming up. I'm like, I'm sorry, but neolib humor is not the thing that's going to get TikTok banned. <laughs> yeah, let's be real. Let's this be very, real. That's not even a, she's not even critiquing. It's like a very mild form of mockery. It's like the kind of thing my dad would think is a sick burn. It's <laughs> yeah. not that effective. So it's kind of coming to light that it appears the real reason is potentially that they want, um, what is it, the parent company to be yeah. bought by or sold to an American company like Microsoft yeah. and possibly Twitter is getting yeah. in on this now. And I yeah. think the appeal of that is the algorithm and how yeah. it gets hyper specific. Yeah. And at the end of the day, um, if Microsoft or whatever other company is monitoring us, that's, that's you know, same thing as Facebook, Twitter, whatever, but even even more specified. Yes, that's a really good point, Hannah. The, it's not the the argument of national security here isn't the fact that our privacy is being invaded. It's that they're trying to get the effective tool of invasion to be controlled by an American company. They don't want to ban it. They want to replicate that shit. They want Microsoft. They want Twitter. They want Facebook to have. 
TikTok's algorithm so they can do the exact same thing. Because you're right, it is a, the most advanced algorithm I think is in the world right now is TikTok. It's considered to be almost predictive in its capacities. And the potential to sell, the potential to make money off of it, the potential for advertisement, the potential for data mining is immense. Right now, the Chinese company, whatever they're doing, we're not seeing the effects of it. Sure, there's a geographic component to this. TikTok is far deadlier for someone who's Uyghur in China Mm -hmm. than it is for an American, right? But now imagine... An American company like Microsoft owning that. That's a really, really good point because they're not trying to get rid of that algorithm. They just want access to that algorithm. Yeah. Which is why they've just released this new app. What is it called? Real or Thriller. Like Instagram's version? Oh, it's Reels. Called... That's on Instagram. Yeah. yeah Reels, you've, right, got right. To, you've got to love Instagram's like blatant <laughs> ripoff of every just successful totally thing least. to happen. Just no shame. Yeah. I remember Instagram was just a, a photo a photo platform, and then Vine came out. Yeah. And Instagram hopped on that. To video. And then Snapchat. Yeah. So you've got Instagram stories and now Reels. Yo, I don't post anything on my Snapchat story anymore. Everything's on my Instagram story. Same. Well, gotta, there's a fascinating, bringing Instagram into this, there's a fascinating research that's been done that uh, body dysmorphia is increasing, dysphoria is increasing. That and as it's a there may be a contributing factor from Instagram and TikTok, etc., because of filters. Mm. We we're so used to seeing ourselves with filters that when we see ourselves without filters, it's almost un, we're unrecognizable to ourselves. Yeah. So there's an in, there was a study done. I think it's called in the American Journal of Plastic Surgery. I'll look it up. Uh, that talks about how the increase in plastic surgery, the increase in uh, all these kind of different modifications, or maybe. Uh, a result not singularly but a contributing factor from filters Hmm. yeah because there's there's a there's a tiktok trend where there's a filter that you could like you have to stretch your face yeah and like you make it all like weird and they say uh if you can't get your face back to normal um then you have body dysmorphia i hate that little trend it's so it's it's so reductionist like yeah it, it's it's one of those because body dysmorphia is like a real thing and yes. to kind of convince people what just because they can't and i'm telling you like it's it, that filter you cannot yeah no matter how hard you try you're not going to be able to get you know the little toggles right to get the filter to what your natural face looks like so if anyone any idiot <laughs> playing with it is going to be like oh well i guess i have body dysmorphia now yep Yep, yep. And that, and then, of course, because it's a trend, everyone believes it, right? Oh, well, then, of course, I have. Nope, nope. There is this component where, like, the, the, um, it's not that it, it, there is a great way in which things get destigmatized, thank the social media exposure, right? We're living in an era where autism has been destigmatized, mental health has been destigmatized, and these are good things, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's a great step. Like, growing up, Diz, we can talk about the fact how, d- you know mental health was not no hell no uh, no like depression yeah. was considered a bad thing that you had bipolar oh that person's broken right yeah. just add you remember how bad it was like people people having add like it, they were treated as this kind of like oh problem child yeah. right so like um, like we're now living in this moment where i think and this social media has done a great job here where it's really destigmatized these things but in the other end it's also weirdly made it almost trendy Right. Yeah. And that's uncomfortable where someone takes 
a real condition and then it becomes just a sort of trend. Oh yeah, I have that too. And you're like, no, no, please don't do that, right? You're taking away from people's real lived experiences. You're taking away from real conditions. And I think social media does that as as well. This is the, the sort of other unintended consequence. The thing about the algorithm that I find fascinating is that it can be manipulated, mm-hmm. right? And that's where I think my biggest issue is, is the manipulation of it. Because I'm always on guard for corporate manipulation, right? <laughs> so can the, the Marxist in me is just like, I don't trust any of it, right? But the Hype House is a prime example. There's someone remarked how TikTok was really good when it first came out. It was super creative in the same way that Vine was in YouTube when they first came out, right? Super creative, super kind of awkward, weird Gen Z humor that was like phenomenally absurd, right? And it was great. But then TikTokers started to band together, like things like the Hype House, which I don't even know what exactly what it is. So I may be talking out of my ass here. The James Charles and all them. Yeah, it's a group of TikTokers that live together and film together and whatnot. But what that does is it ensures that they can manipulate the algorithm. Their videos are always going to be on the For You page because they are back supporting one another and promoting one another and featuring in each other's videos, right? So they're basically pooling their social capital, to use you know a, a capitalist term here. They're pooling all of that together. A TikTok but, commune, if you yeah, will. Yeah, a TikTok commune, but done for capitalist purposes because at the end of the day, they're all selling something. But they did that on Vine too, remember? They did that, that on Vine yeah. towards the end, right? No, all, even all, towards the beginning, all of them lived in like the same apartment complex. They started to live in the same After starting complex. to gain some fame exactly. and notoriety. Yeah. It's, the, it's the YouTube model all over again. You start off with something that's radically democratic and egalitarian. Mm-hmm. No one can top the, the space that YouTube made for queer creators in 08 and 2010, from 08 to 2010, like that period, right? Just like the meetups that they would have, the the way that they were able to create community. But once you get that fame, you then start to collect or pool your resources together. Then you're able to start to sell things. So one example of this, I think this kid's name is Wagner something, something Wagner. All of his videos feature him. They're all quirky and funny. He's part of this hype-ass thing. But all of his uh, videos feature him drinking this one specific energy drink, which he never tells you he's a brand ambassador for. They pay him to have those in his videos. It's never mentioned. There's no saying that this is an ad or whatnot. It's a bit like guerrilla marketing taken to the extreme. That company happens to be a major donor to the Donald Trump it's Bang Energy Drink. They're huge on TikTok. Yeah. What is it called? Bang Energy Drink. Bang Energy Drink. That's the one, right? Yeah. And none of them ever admit that they, they're selling this stuff or they're making money off of this. It's all ways of not only pooling social capital, but real capital. Now, YouTube got in trouble with uh, this in England because of their kind of advertising. And now YouTubers are forced to put in ad in mm-hmm. their uh, description. Same with on, on Instagram. Too. Same with Instagram, but they're not seeing that on uh, TikTok. So this is the thing, the manipulation of the algorithm from money. That's the thing, the corporation manipulate, corporate manipulation. That's where the algorithm for me goes, okay, the algorithm is bad enough as it is. You add a little bit of corporate influence there, and now you've lost me. Now you've lost me. That's the Marxist in me. I just can't do it. I don't want, I don't want fucking Microsoft or... You know, 
I don't know, what's another shitty-ass company? Adidas. <laughs> Adidas is Manipula- not going to buy TikTok, bro. Man- no, but manipulating the oh. algorithm in order to sell more shit. Yeah, I mean, but these companies are going to do that regardless, man. Let's be real. Like, it's, it's fucking capitalism at its finest. If they find another medium to which that they can advertise and sell their shit, they're going to do it. Like, fucking- Advertisement isn't the issue. But they're always going to advertise. It's the manipulative advertising. Yeah. Well, look. So here's something like David Dobrik, right? He did um uh he did a Tesla giveaway, right? And like he gave away Tesla. He gave Jesus. away Tesla. He's like whoever's video gets the most like is going to get a free Tesla from me, right? How much does this motherfucker make? David Dobrik's a fucking multi-millionaire. He's probably one, like making like twenty-five, thirty million dollars a year between YouTube Jesus and Christ. yeah, between YouTube and TikTok. He's making. I clearly family. got into the wrong field here. Well, I, dude, here I was and got an education. I fucking... mean, get on TikTok. I really I think you'd have you'd you'd get really popular on there. I can already picture you. Yeah, little... good looking enough for TikTok. Your history Listen, in it, bro. Wear you're a gonna, fez. You're, I was gonna say the same thing. I could picture you wearing a fez, talking about you know Islamic zodiac signs, and then you'll have angry Muslims in the comments. Yeah, with oh, there witches we go. That's the key. defending piss, you. Piss, piss, piss off the the fundamentalists. Bring on the Gen Z witches, mm-hmm. and then roll in the dough. Yeah, no. Yeah, but in forty five days, TikTok's gonna be gone. So. Yeah, no. Um, uh, David David Dobrik gave out a Tesla. It was like. So it was whoever gets the most likes on this video gets a Tesla. And it was like this kid like showed like how his dad works hard and has like the shitty car and it got like 10 million likes or whatever. And, okay. you know, like it, it was supposed to be like this sweet thing where David Dobrik wholesome gives and yeah, wholesome. Yeah. David Dobrik gives this guy uh, who's got a really shitty car and works like 70 yeah. hours a week at a Tesla. But yeah. let's be real. That's a fucking sponsorship from Tesla. Like He's not buying the fucking car. Tesla gave Tesla's him a, making an yeah, ad. Tesla gave him a free one to give out because now people are like, ooh, I want a Tesla even Son more. Son of a bitch. Right? Like, it's little things. And they know that they could, they, whether it's YouTube, whether it's fucking Facebook, Instagram. Like, right. But he, and that's my beef, right? It's like, look, we're already dealing with enough of it. Let's say the, corporations like to be like to pretend to be people mm-hmm. right the romney line corporations are people too right <laughs> so let's let's be real if a person had done anything that a cor- that these corporations are doing when it came to advertisement how what would your response be yeah no it's I abusive know. yeah right yeah, for sure it's, f- it's like the literal definition of like gaslighting abusing yeah. manipulating but we simply go yeah, yeah tesla's you know it's, tesla's just trying to make money yeah exactly it's like when mm-hmm. subway like hired someone to be a student named subway at greendale community college oh my you God. know <laughs> like it's... we joke about that but how much of that has turned out to be true right <laughs> god community was so ahead of its time it really annoyingly it was, it was, it was predicting a, a little too much it knew it bro it knew that these people were gonna yeah people were talking about simpsons but community that's where the real prediction community had the deep cuts yeah. they had the real deep cuts societal that, that, that super that stupid meow meow app you remember that oh yeah yep like that shit's that's turned out to be that's, very real. That's TikTok. That's TikTok. <laughs> Holy crap. You're right. That is. The social hierarchy and everything. All right, let's wrap it up here and with uh predictions about what's really gonna happen. Is TikTok gonna get banned? Is it gonna be bought out? What do you think the future of TikTok is? Cat videos. No, that's too old internet. <laughs> uh we'll go with Diz, then Henna, then me. So what do you think the future of, of um, TikTok is? So both I, in terms of like the legality okay. of it and also like yeah. trends. So the legality of it, I spoke to one of my friends who's a lawyer and I'm like, hey, like, what do you think about this? Right. 
Yeah. And um, he brought up a case uh, with some guy named like Bernstein or something uh, in the 90s where uh, it was it was said that coding in code is considered free speech. Right. And that the government mm-hmm. cannot impose on that or ban like code. Right. So I don't think they have the legal ramifications to ban TikTok on all, all. Um, it's a little bit it's it's on the it's not black and white because it's a foreign company. Right. Yeah. So that's that's where they might be able to all in all ban it. But I don't think that they will. The pushback from banning it would be far too heavy mm-hmm. um, that like it's just it's it wouldn't work out. Where do I think TikTok goes in the future? I do think some U.S. company does invest in it. Right. And yeah. I, I think they'd be stupid not to. Right. If Microsoft can get into TikTok for under like seven, eight billion dollars. Yeah. Um, I think they should, right? Uh, realistically, because Facebook bought Instagram for about three billion dollars, what ten years ago? And has it really been ten years? It's been about ten years, yeah, dude. Damn. You know, like they they bought WhatsApp, which has no advertisement, for like a yeah. billion dollars. Um, so I think it's definitely worth the investment. Um, I see it sticking around because the youths they do like it. Um, yeah. So I do see it sticking around, and I think it's a good investment for a company like Microsoft or Sony or whoever else like has like the means to buy you it. You fucking giving out investment advice. Fuck you. I, no, I'm telling the corporations to invest. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Wow. Yeah. Class trader. Yeah. yeah, no, seriously. Yeah. Hannah, what do you think? Um, I don't know. I don't see it getting banned. Um, yeah. If it doesn't, if it isn't flat out sold to like an American company, I feel like there is going to be some kind of compromise where yeah. <laughs> like, they, like an American company or American companies will have a chance to get their hands on that kind of data. Um, and then I don't know about whether it's going to last a very long time. It's hard to see that when like Instagram, I mean, not Instagram, yeah. Vine. I mean, Twitter shut down the Vine because I don't know why. I guess they thought it wasn't doing that well or wasn't that lucrative or profitable. TikTok clearly is, so it makes me yeah. think maybe it's not going to have the same, um, you know, outcome as that. But I do find, I do feel like when these video platforms, like with Vine, you had a group of people that became huge and every Vine seemed to be some kind of ad or it just kind of mm-hmm. lost its interest and yeah. people were seeing the same content over and over again. Those small creators with the random one-off funny video are what really made it enjoyable and i think if tiktok follows that path where it's going to be you know big tiktok creators churning out the same uninteresting content yeah people are going to lose interest and that might be a downfall but there's always new trends so yes yeah yeah i think you're right i think that it's going to go the way of youtube whereas it'll be an important like people will still use it and there's going to be a lot of people there but it's it's heyday is going to be behind it Right? Like the peak is going to be behind it, mostly because it'll be too consolidated, too corporate, and too, uh, you know, same. Same thing over and over again. There was a period of time where YouTube did it, and now you still have YouTubers, and they're very popular, and they're making millions and millions of dollars, but their cultural impact has shrunk a great deal, right? Uh, I think the same thing will happen. I think TikTok will either vanish or it will have a much less cultural impact than it does right now. I also don't think it's going to be banned, but in a few years when I take over the world, I will personally ban it and then we won't have to worry about 
uh, any of this stuff ever again because, you know, I'm anti-capitalist. Naturally going to destroy it. All right, we'll end there. Uh, this was a fun podcast, a really interesting episode to dig deep into this, into social media. It was really mostly two old fogies uh, learning from the Euphuses about TikTok. <laughs> and I think there were certain moments where Diz and I really did give ourselves away. Uh, we're old fogies. With some, with some of our comments there. So we're going to end there. Diz is going to take us out. Yes, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash currently nerdy, Twitter at currently nerdy, Instagram at currently nerdy. Um, we're on Tumblr for some reason. I think that's still a thing. Currently nerdy.tumblr.com. Uh, sorry, Hannah. I know that's like your era is Tumblr. Um, we're on YouTube, youtube.com slash currently nerdy. And then we're also on Stitcher, Google Play, and the iTunes podcast app. Make sure you uh, rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us individually, Hannah, I'll let you go first and tell you could tell the world how they can get a hold of you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. My username is Meowth, like the Pokemon Rocket, Lord, like the singer, but without the E at the end. I made that more complicated than it needed to be, but God <laughs> damn it. Go and, I go, want go followers. Follow we trash talk influencers, but I'm going to be one. All right, we and I will. Be a cult leader. I'm gonna sell out. Shh, they don't need to know that. That's it. <laughs> you go ahead. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at a a o l o m i. Uh, on our sister podcast, Head on History, I just launched our Patreon. So if you want to go and support at patreon.com slash head on history, do so. There's actually a bonus episode available for patrons uh, about uh, Islamic astrology and the apocalypse. So if you want to know how Muslims imagine the end of the world, it's a really good episode. Diz. Um, do we get free uh, like subscriptions to your Patreon? I'll give you uh, the bonus episodes, which include feet pics. Oh, nice, oh, dude. I'm ask. signing up for sure. Then. <laughs> it's like your OnlyFans page, but better. <laughs> I get to learn while seeing your feet pics. <laughs> there may be a market for this. <laughs> there certainly you is. You never know. There's a thing you, called bro. wiki feet, all right? There's definitely a market for you. Oh, shit. <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> you can find me everywhere at Dizbulla, D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H. Um, and on our brother podcast which should be coming back up soon hopefully there is a uh, football season this year but it's soundcloud.com slash currently nerdy so check it out we're gonna give out some uh pre-draft um advice coming up because we have our fantasy draft this sunday so what's it called it's called currently nerdy sports it's on okay. soundcloud.com slash currently nerdy oh did For i forget to name here. it yeah, you did. Oops. For everyone here, currently nerdy. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. All hail the currently nerdy empire. <laughs>